You're listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. Each week, we take a single episode of a science fiction TV series or movie and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. Welcome to the discussion. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I'm Kenneth. And tonight, we're looking at the 18th episode of Star Hunter Redux, entitled Eat Sin. After the mostly nonsensical events of the previous episode, Dante finds himself alone on the Transutopian. Except then it's Lucretia all alone. And then it's Percy all alone. And it's confusing Caravaggio, despite the fact that he doesn't know that it is confusing him. But don't worry, if you're confused now, buckle up! We're about to crack the graviton coils of reality. At this stage of the... Let's call it a story for want of a better word. Each of our protagonists are in a parallel bubble universe, each following roughly in the same physical footsteps of the others, each asking roughly the same questions, each roughly getting the same answers from Caravaggio, who both is unaware of the phenomena and also aware of it somehow. Next, we switch to Dante's bubble universe, where he discovers that the prisoner, Mr. Five, has escaped with the help of a a thing. Dante's gun disappears from his holster, the guns disappear from the gun rack, and then Five goes to the gun rack, where the guns are, and takes the guns out. Some of the guns, not all of the guns. Later, Dante finds a pile of the guns on the bridge, and when he touches it, he's shocked unconscious by something. Five ties him up, taunts him a bit about killing Percy and going to the Oort Cloud, then takes him to the shuttle bay where, in a very satisfying scene, he beats and kicks Dante and leaves him behind to check something back on the bridge. Upon Five's return, Dante escapes, disappears, ends up on the bridge with a gun, confronts Five, and kills him. Now we watch the whole thing again, this time with Lucretia in the leading role. It's the exact same thing, only different. Her actions are slightly different. Five taunts her about her father. They go to the shuttle bay, yada, yada, yada. She escapes and kills him with a knife. Now we watch the whole thing again, this time with Percy in the leading role. And once again, it's the same, only different. Percy using technology instead of weapons to eventually escape this bubble universe and blowing up the transutopian with five aboard as she leaves. She finds Dante and Five. This time, they both escape the bubble universe and blow up the transutopian with Five aboard as they leave. Now they find Lucretia, and the three of them discover Five locked up in his cell. Pretty much the end. Uh, Except Percy, that night, imagines that Five has stuck into her room and is strangling her. Or was it her imagination? Okay. I'm, I'm gonna put it to you. What did you think of this episode? This one is a mind twister. I uh, watched it. Overall, I like it, but it, it, it's a mind twister. It's a real high, really high concept science fiction story. And um, I like it for um, a few reasons. Is um, I noticed that this one, this episode gives us a date. Yeah, September 13th, I noticed that was the anniversary of the moon being blasted out of Earth's orbit. Yes, and the year 2286, actually at 1255, corrected Jovian time. For their curve, yes. 
Yes, and then and here's a quote that may or may not make sense. Negative offset of 17 minutes, 23.34 seconds on our curve. Yeah, no, makes no, it's meaningless. <laughs> um, um, yeah, but anyhow, we do get a date. Yeah. Which yeah. helps to um, establish this. By the way, um, I happen to know from um, Philip... Jackson, one of the one of the creators of this series, that he always planned for this. Not season. Philip Jackson, the real Philip, the the, the Philip the, G. Jackson here, um, okay. that he always intended for this series to play out in twenty two eighty five, twenty two eighty six, mm-hmm. and it's right here in this episode. And 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 I even watched this episode in the unaltered form first today, and um, it said right there twenty two eighty six. I am still struggling to understand why that makes the slightest difference to anybody. I mean, I, I really, I, I, I do not understand why it seems, it seems important to you. It seems important to the writer. It seems utterly, you know, fa- do you remember the, the, what is it? The end of the world Doctor Who episode where they're like, this is the year 16573 stroke apple yeah, banana yes, pair yes. up your I butt. I remember that. Okay, that's as that's as equally as meaningful as calling it twenty two eighty six here. Yeah, well, it doesn't. Just, it just doesn't have any. It, there's nothing you can grasp onto there that that makes it matter whether it's twenty eighty six, twenty eighty seven. That's uh, actually it, important for. It's actually important in universe um, when we, especially as we forge ahead into the second season, which is just a few episodes away. Um, that also. Only the, relative dates are important. Yes, and it is it, all, all dates are relative to to to, to twenty three hundred, and the um, and I'm a detailed oriented person, so I latch onto these dates in, in in a series or a movie. I like to know what the internal chronology is. Yeah, no, I I I I, no, I get that in in terms of you know it's fun to see them when they screw up. Um, you know when when they say it's this date here, and then a week later they say it's two months earlier or whatever it is, but it just seems like it in the grand scheme of things, the date doesn't really matter much in this show. It's just the future. So I, you know, like I said, I think there was, there was some discussion where, you know, this is where I wanted it to be. It's like, yeah, really? Why? I mean, if he had a reason why it had to be that date, it's like if, if it comes up back, all right, here, I'll give you one. I'll give you one. Uh, if it had to coincide with the return to Earth of Halley's Comet, right? If we could put it on something that meant something to us, relatively speaking, then you could, you know, you, you could make a stab at it and go, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And then, and you, of course, he has to reconcile the chronometry. But, but, but as it is, it's just like, yeah, right. I mean, I thought, frankly, the September 13th was far more significant to me than anything else okay. because I, I'm thinking that was an homage to Space 1999. It may have been. <laughs> I like, I, that's all that uh, occurred to me, but you could be right about that. And, and, I, and, you know, and also the whole, the whole bubble universe thing was an homage to some of the episodes of Space 1999 where you just walked away from it going, huh? Like, yeah, or know. or for that matter, season one of Space 1999 happening at one universe and season two happening in another one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's one that's one potential explanation for that uh, bizarre 
change. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to be I'm going to be honest here. I can't even repeat the the phrase. Uh, let, let's 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 galactify it. Um, after I had to go through the whole thing with Dante up to the point where he kills five and then we switch to Lucretia and it becomes obvious that I'm going to have to watch it again. I paused the tape. I said, oh, frack me and left the room, uh, went off, had drink, played some Call of Duty, shot some people, you know, and then I came back and I watched it. And then when Lucretia killed him off and we start with Percy, I doubled down on it. Did the same thing, probably played a lot more Call of Duty. It took me a long time to watch this episode. It really did take me, it took me hours to watch this episode just once. And part of it is, I'm not going to, I'm not going to claim any particular knowledge of these things or any particular brilliance, but I think, you know, on the general curve of things, I'm probably on the high side of the 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 bell curve of intelligence and there is no rhyme nor reason to this episode we're just watching meaningless scenes strung together with no logic to it and the sound of the writer in my head going this is so profound i'm telling you something and profound but it just doesn't make any sense <laughs> it's like it just it, it like last week well you know, if this was this could have been one part episode with last week and we could have gotten it all done. And, and I, I don't know where we went with it. I don't know what we achieved with it. I don't know uh, that there was anything there. And it was it was it was painful, painful to try to think that they were trying to make something coherent out of it. <clears throat> and, you know, it's not going to do five episodes from now if they suddenly pop up and go, oh, remember that? Here, this is going to make sense out of it. No, it's not. It's not. They, they're not going to make sense out of this. I'll, I'll bet. I'll bet a week's pay. And since I'm retired, I don't get any pay, so that's another story. But uh, <laughs> you know, uh, oh, I, I don't know. And the whole concept of bubble universe is fascinating. And I suspect that you and I can have a fascinating discussion about the whole concept of what they could have done with this episode, or what might be interesting, or what might be. Uh, fascinating ideas to deal with a bubble universe, but it's not going to be because they used it in this episode in any good way. Because, you know, I, I can I can try to take a stab. It's like, why in the first part, why is, are we walking along with Dante and then suddenly it's Lucretia and it's the same physical location as if Lucretia has been walking the exact same path. And when we get to Percy, it's the same thing exactly. And are, are, are we supposed to be, are we going back? In other words, how do I put this? Uh, let's say Dante walks for three minutes. Okay. Okay. And then whoosh, he's... Now, Lucretia. Has Lucretia been walking for three minutes to get to that spot? Or is Lucretia materializing in that spot after the time? No. Fully not, 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 here it is. Uh, we're seeing, we're, we're, we the viewer, from our perspective, are jumping from one bubble universe to the other. So they're all playing out simultaneously. Okay. So, so Dante and Lucretia both walk one minute. 
down the corridor. They arrive at the same spot. Prior to arriving at that spot, Dante asks the questions. After arriving at that spot, Lucretia asks the exact same questions. And meanwhile, Percy is walking down the exact same path in yet another bubble universe. And after Lucretia asks the questions and has walked further down the corridor, now this is the point where Percy suddenly decides to ask the questions to Caravaggio. You see, you see the logic of that? Wouldn't they all have gone, where is everybody, immediately, simultaneously in all three bubble universes? But they don't. They, they run them as if they're sequential. They almost run them as if they're substituting Dante and Lucretia. And I, I, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't compute. And obviously, by the time we get to Percy, Caravaggio is saying, didn't you ask me that question already? So obviously Caravaggio is somehow spanning the bubble verse, or he couldn't have that sense of awareness. Right. None of that goes anywhere. None of that has any payoff. None of that has any uh, uh, go with it. And then when they turn around and do the, the three adventures over and over again, there's something to talk about there. We'll, we'll, we'll ask about it. Why are each of those people following the same... Now, you know, I can understand. They're, they're in the galley or wherever it is, and everybody disappears. And so they all think to go to the bridge. And the bridge is the same route that you go, you go from the galley, you go to the bridge the same way. Yeah. So it is logical that they might all be along the same path. Got that. Totally, totally makes sense. Um, the fact that they just happen to be in the exact same spot at the moment, that, that's because Percy's limping. You know, she's walking slower than they are, so it, that doesn't fit. But Well, she's, um, well, she's limping because of the events of the previous episode. Right. She's and also, injured and also, re- also remember the um, internal explanation, which is that these, uh, these bubble universes are slightly out of phase from each and time from each other. Potentially by a millisecond. Right. So there really isn't all that far. The one isn't really far off from the other two. Okay. Uh, but since they are completely unconnected to one another because they are phased out, then there shouldn't, you know, what is the what is the dynamic that's keeping them? And and this is my question to the next part where we follow the same series of events. What is it that keeps them following roughly the same path? What 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 is it that's that's driving them along to the point where they're going to get captured and they're going to be put in the chair with their hands tied behind their back. And then, then nutso boy is going to take them down to the shuttle bay for no apparent reason and then beat them and then leave them and then come back and, you know, things go south from that point. I, I, I don't follow. If they're trying to say something, they fail at saying it as to why these things happen the same way because I don't believe Dante and Lucretia would behave any more similarly than at least Percy's was different, but still, you know, still along the same reality path. But I think Lucretia and Dante would have been more different. And I, it, it, it's, it feels like there needs to be some sort of an explanation where, you know, Caravaggio is like, there is a theory that bubble universes follow sort of, Time follows like a river with eddies and currents and and we'll come back to the same flow or something, but they don't. And so what we just get is the these events. And on top of that, 
we have the wild card of five who I think I'm going to echo Percy's sentiments here. He's bonkers. He is bonkers. And there, and, and, there, and there are at least six of them. And are they jumping bubble universes too? There are different, or there's more than one five jumping universes. And that's because of the we appear only once strange bubble in by his yeah. cell? Well, if you think about multiverse theory, then there are copies of us, each in, each in, each in his own universe. Well, then that wouldn't be jumping from universe to universe. And so, and so this, and so, so we have the different versions of five hopping universes. We have different versions of five committing crimes and going to another universe. We have different versions of five getting killed, meaning there are still versions of five running around. Okay, how does version, uh, how does the one know all the stuff about Darius? How does the one play back the stuff of Dante being tortured? How how do they know what the others are doing? Okay, well, the, I took this to, having watched this episode very slowly while taking notes, um, four pages of them on four, no, four college ruled pages of notebook paper, actually, of notes, um, I paid attention to those little details. And, for example, there's the five who obviously jumped from one universe to another. He jumped from the one with Percy to the one with Dante. And so he knows because he jumped from one to the other. So he jumped from the universe where he murdered Percy. which Or claimed he did. He also lies. He is bonkers. So we just all I know is he had a little souvenir. And a little thing that Percy wears on her wrist. And then he, um, and then there was the version of five who was um, apparently always in the brig in a different reality. And we have all sorts, we have have the fives who died. And after a while, um, it's hard to keep track of the fives. I'm certain the writers couldn't. Um, Yeah. Uh, None of that. None of that is a, in is remotely an explanation. If, if these are, are bubble universes, yeah. and there are different versions of these people in the different universes, is that consistent with? Well, it's uh, one it's uh, one version per universe. And he's jumping around. There are different okay. ones that are jumping around. But and the, um, and five and the, and the version of go back to your point about the one who knows Darius. That one is apparently from a bubble universe where Darius is still alive. Potentially, yes, yes. Uh, except that it sounded to me like Lucretia was taking some guess that he had. Well, you know, he's done this before. It could be from a bubble universe where he's not alive. But but let me then let me ask this question. All right, because he, this doesn't hold up to scrutiny to me. Uh, the transutopian exists in all. Let's just say three. Let's pick three and keep it simple: Percy, Dante, Lucretia universes. Yeah. Okay. Bubble universes. Transutopian is in all three of them. The transutopian would not be in all three universes in the same place if they did not each have their own crew of three people bringing them to this place and carrying five. So, therefore, if we split into three bubble universes and each bubble universe only has one each of them, where the heck are the others? There should be three Dantes, three Percys, and three Lucretias, but we only get one each and three Transutopians. 
and and how many ever fives we know you see that's it the idea of a bubble universe it's like why would there be a bubble universe with an operating transutopian in the exact same spot if it didn't have a crew multiple times over it doesn't make sense <laughs> it's like and you know you would you would think that they would jump to a bubble universe and it would be like mirror mirror on star trek which also does not make sense and i will i will stand yeah. right here and say i love mirror mirror but it, it does not hold up for two microseconds of no speculation about how it could possibly be the exact same people, especially when they're killing everybody all over the place. Exactly. But, um, you know, uh, so that d- disturbs me. And then, you know, the fact that there's a killer on the loose and the fact that we see that, that bubble special effect thing, which doesn't look like the portals that Dante Percy and Lucretia pass through. It is something different. And is that the thing? Is it a sentient thing? And is it the thing that electrocuted the guns? Because there's no sense to that. I, I thought that um, Five, whichever version of was at the time, uh, was the one who arranged for the guns to have the shock on them. But as far as the... But to get back to your original point, that um, I really didn't think that much about bubble universe with one person along on alone on a ship and someone else well except for someone else roaming around because I got the it's the same thing happens in episode 44. Well, we haven't gotten to episode 44 yet and uh that that is uh that that doesn't justify it here. <laughs> the fact that they repeat their mistake and so I in 20 26 episodes is not a uh does not excuse it here. <laughs> and and my thought and here's the thing and like I say, I'll come back to it. I love Mirror Mirror. It does not hold up in any way, shape, or form. And if you are going to do something like this, if you are going to try to play around with alternate reality things, you really have to think it through. And I don't feel like that's what happened here. This 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 is more like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if? And so... You know what? Uh, yes, we get a great moment. We get a fantastic moment in this episode. We get two of them. One where he's kicking Dante down. I was just, I love that scene. I absolutely adored that scene. I, I thought about going back and watching it a second time. I liked it so much. Uh, but equally, I liked the scene where Dante just shot him. Because how many times have I said that about Dante and these prisoners? Sometimes, a number of considering. Times. Considering the lawlessness of this universe, I don't recommend this for people in custody by law enforcement officers, but considering the lawlessness of the universe and considering some of the incredibly, incredibly evil, dangerous people, it is absolutely self-defense. What he did was absolutely self-defense in that moment because Five was more dangerous than just a guy. I mean, he's a psychotic guy, but he obviously had something else going. He and, and we're and, not sure what, but he had it going on. Now, dead is the only thing that could save them from that yes. guy. Now, so, it does occur to me that an editing decision may account for um, some of your um Is this the bit how Dante confusion. gets out of the room? No. Um, it's, um, when I compared the Redux version to the original version, I saw two major differences. Okay. The first is at the beginning with Rudolfo's opening transmission. 
in that transmission in the original version of the episode, Rudolfo mentions that the that the transutopian, the tulip, has disappeared, meaning that in Rudolfo's universe, the tulip has ceased to exist. So it has apparently split into three ships, each in its own different bubble universe. That's in the context of the, of the episode. That's what that is what has happened. That could potentially. It's clearly not in evidence here, but uh, in the episode as presented. I mean, that could partially explain Caravaggio um, getting getting his... Deja vu. Yeah. And that could be... So Caravaggio could be experiencing something similar to what Five is experiencing. Some sort of cross-dimensional cognizance of, of, the, other, of the other bubbles. Um, but... You know, not not uh, in evidence in the version in Redux. Okay, what's the next one? And, and the next one is at the end. Okay. It's the scene in Percy's quarters. It's, and this is right after the, um, the nightmare she had. In the original version, the ending is this. We get that special... We we get we get the um, special effect where we where we go from one bubble universe to the other. You know that flash, mm-hmm. and we're still in Percy's quarters, meaning we're we're this in a before parallel. or after the strangle. Wait, this is this is after. So after we're the in, strangle. So okay. we're in a we're in a parallel Percy's quarters, and then her closet door opens, mm-hmm. and we hear five laugh. Well, uh, um. I wouldn't say that that makes any more sense, but certainly when you watch the scene, he strangles her, then she wakes up, then you pan down to the floor and you follow slowly along the floor past the slippers, which I don't recall being there in the first place when when the feet walked by, and then you go off to a door and nothing happens and the episode ends and you think... Uh, clearly they were leading us to something and okay. <laughs> it's like, and nothing. Uh, they were leading us to the end credits. Okay. Um, huh. So again, kind of, kind of in the nonsensical way. Um, the original made more sense with that. The original ending makes more sense considering what Percy says toward the end of the episode, which is there are different versions of five in different universes and committing crimes and then escaping into other universes. And again, if they're escaping into other universes, and if they're in those other universes, then there would be more than one of them in. A, you know, I, I, I don't. I don't. I. I think they were just. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. How did Dante lose his gun? Ah, uh, oh, I, I, my under, and and same thing happened to Luke. Yeah. Um, but- which is apparently they jumped. Luke, Dante, and Luke jumped from one universe to another. It's just everything flashed. Didn't. It flashed around them. Yeah, and their guns and, didn't. Yeah, so we have all sorts of universe jumping going on here. Isn't that sort of? Um, let's go with convenient, but um, also sort of nonsensical. With all, I mean, the, we, with all those warp bubble, time warp bubbles floating around, I guess you know that is the is the explanation in episode. Except that it's just a gun in the holster is the one thing that doesn't go on their person. Or, their or pants, think about the guns their... being in the weapon locker, weapons lockers, then not. 
No, not, and then being in there. Right. The other way around well, in the I mean, episode. They get to the yeah. lockers and the lockers are empty. Good. Okay, and good point. then five gets to the lockers and they aren't empty. Yeah. And more than that, five doesn't take all the weapons out. He only takes two weapons out. <laughs> yeah. like, so, it, like, again, what the heck are they trying to tell us there? Who who is is five is doing something with the guns? Did he do something with the guns before they did something with the guns? Why we're busy? Why does it happen the same way? How does it? And so that is what makes it seem like it's five's action that removed the guns from them when they hopped. But it, you know, it would have been better if they'd changed clothes. If they'd gone and they'd been wearing a different outfit and that outfit didn't have a holster on it. And they're like, ooh, ooh got a problem here. That'd make more sense. But it, because it's just the gun is empty, it's like, well, that that must be a conscious effort on somebody's behalf of removing the gun. And and maybe I missed this, but in the first run through, Dante runs into that little room, <clears throat> which I thought was an elevator. It's, at a, first. it's a turbo shaft, more or less. You know. Is it? Because yeah. nobody ever actually goes up and down in it. They just go into it and they get trapped. Oh, you, you, have, you haven't seen those um, in previous episodes? I haven't. Actually, no, I've never seen them go up and down in an elevator to my recollection in, those, in any oh, episode. Oh, um, think about but, um, Black Light, for example. Okay, then what was the problem? In other words, he gets into the thing and you push a button and you leave and five's gone. But Lucretia gets in there and she goes, Oh no. And then, then five gets in or maybe that's Percy's universe. I don't remember. It's like, it looks like an elevator. It smells like an elevator. It acts like a dead end closet, <laughs> except that Dante gets out of it somehow. Well, he to take it to the bridge. See, that's why I thought it was an elevator. But then in the next two iterations, it didn't act like an elevator. And the next thing we see, Dante's on the bridge and he has a gun. Where did he get the gun? He can't touch the guns. The guns electrocute him. It, it was like, I felt like that was where something was cut out of the episode. How did Dante get out? Because we don't even see him exit the elevator. It's like, right? Yeah. It's just the well, there's, there, well, there are between two scenes, we assume, and one of the universes, we assume that one of the versions of five went to the bridge and came back to the, to the shuttle bay, but we see him leave the shuttle bay, then we see him come back to the shuttle bay. I, I think that in an episode where you're jumping around reality like that, you, you kind of need to be a little explicit about some things. And, you know, it did appear like Dante just kind of materialized somewhere else. I mean, we didn't see the effect or anything, but it's like, okay, he went into the dead end and now he's on the bridge. Well, we see, Uh, see again, where people are hopping universes too. So it's because there's a warp effect bubbles are floating around. It's how people get, got, got out of from one tulip to the next. And at the end of, at the end of the episode. So what is the, what is the rationale? Go ahead. I mean, all that graviton research is just messing with time and space. Right. What is the the logic or the reason behind... Um, okay. Uh, uh, we get the scene where, where Five is tormenting Dante with Percy's glove. The implication is that he tortured, murdered, killed, and extremely hurt Percy uh, in, you know, a scene we didn't get to see. And... Um, and in some other that is to and that is to effectively cause Dante pain, right? 
right. because that's what he does. He he hurts people so that in his twisted, warped mind, he's giving pain back to the universe because he's taking pain away from the universe. I don't know. Eating the sin of uh, again, he's bonkers. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Um, uh, but then we have this whole nonsense about the Oort cloud and that thing in the Oort cloud that he calls home. And yes. I'm still not sure what that was supposed to be. Okay, good, because, of course, it's completely forgotten in the next timeline. And I forget why he had to go back to the bridge in that one. You know, it it kind of made sense in Dante's version, because Dante, Dante hit on something and made him doubt, doubt the reality of the universe that he was currently in. And maybe the thing I'm looking for is not there. And so that's why he went back. That one made sense. In Lucretia's case, he takes her to the thing, clubs her over the head and said, yeah, I got to go back to the bridge because I've got to, I don't know, check the sensors or something. I, I, I really forgot what it was. But it was, his turnaround in reverse was completely unprovoked, unlike in Dante's version. And ditto for Percy's version. So I feel like, again, why is he following this path when he has no motivation to follow the path in the second two timelines. It's as if there is some flow that just has to be followed. And if there is a flow that has to be followed, then surely all roads lead to five being killed. Again and so, again and again. All and again and again. Versions. Yeah. So... Uh, Until finally we have the one in the brig and the one that in the original episode is coming in the uh, in, in a parallel universe to kill Percy. So, there you go. At least two fires yeah. left oh, at the end. I would have I would have found this to be so much more satisfying if in each version he had a different name, like 5 or 6 or 3. <laughs> <laughs> then they then that would have that would have actually made these things a little clearer. Yeah, I was trying to figure out how many fives there were and how many died and okay, I'm got I'm, and I do know we blew up two tulips. Yeah, yeah, got got rid of two of those. So those universes are now sans trans utopians. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, the writer, by the way, is Peter I. Horton. In case you're wondering that little detail, and has he, has he inflicted anything on us in the past? Okay, season one, episode two, trust. Oh, trust. Oh God, the brothers, the cousins. You know, the cousin. The, the murderous cousins. Um, so basically what he likes is nonsensical, crazy characters. Okay. Season one, episode 13, The Most Wanted Man, Harmon. That's with the three million-year-old ship chasing everybody. Yeah. Um, uh. Then, of course, this one. Uh, and he um, he also um, wrote the previous episode. Um, um, the one we talked about is. last time, yes. Twist in time. Yeah, yes. Well, that and makes then, sense, because this is just more of the same. And then, for season two, he wrote oh. um, the episodes Rebirth, Star-Crossed, and, um, Biocrime, and Torment, which we'll get to soon enough. <sighs> yes. Sounds like we'll get to Torment soon enough. Um <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not putting this one down as as being. Uh, I do have some questions here in my notes. Okay. 
<laughs> well, I'm sure I can't answer them, but I will uh, certainly. <laughs> and, um, okay. Um, oh, I do have a question for you before you get to your notes. Yes, go ahead. Have you ever, have you ever, do you know who Harry Anfield is? No. British, British comedian. Um, when you get a chance, listeners, hop onto YouTube, look up Harry Enfield, Kevin Turns 13. Okay. Okay. He's a comedian. It's a comedy skit show. Uh, it's a it's a skit where this boy who is 12 years old and he's, you know, he's hyperactive 12-year-old boy. Yeah, I'm going to get a PlayStation and, and it's it bouncing up around. Oh, it's my birthday. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. Can I stay up till midnight? Yes, you can stay up till midnight. No, bouncy, bouncy, happy, you know, boy. And then when midnight hits, it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. His his hair goes over, spots start breaking out all over his face. He loses control of his arms, so they're just kind of flopping around when he when he when he walks and he, he loses much of the power of speech. He's like, no. And they're like, Well, we bought you a place. You don't want it. It's so unfair. And I realize now this is what Percy's doing. She's Kevin turns 13. She's doing a Harry Enfield comedy routine of what a teenager is supposed to be like. I didn't realize it until this point, but when she, I forgot what noise she made during the course, or something when she got clubbed over the head. And, and it was like, oh, of course, I, I totally get it now. They learned about teenagers from watching Harry Enfield skits. Okay, got it. That's Percy. Okay, uh, you know, great work, great in a comedy does not work in a yeah. supposed to be real show. Well, well, Percy is better in the second season when she gets to play her age. Um, um, actually, but um, well, actually, when when Tanya Allen gets to play her age, All right. fire um, away with your questions. Okay, your I, um, I heard this this term that makes no ge uh, makes no geometrical sense to me. Parallel overlapping universes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that makes perfect sense. Uh, <laughs> yep. I, I would say that that falls in the category of um, not understanding the meanings of the word parallel or overlapping. Yes. Or to quote the um, original Battlestar Galactica, Felger Carb. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, we do notice that five actually uses the word orchard. Yes, he does. Yes, yes. some yes, some connection. We aren't clear about what five is. Not always the paragon of of truthfulness, but there's some link there. I mean, I, I'm gonna I gonna go out here and say what's missing from this episode is it makes a certain amount of sense in the context of this show that five is another expression of the divinity cluster it does his his madness is partially because he is seeing multiverses perhaps which would mean it's not multiple fives but we know there's multiple fives because because we killed a bunch of them but you know it 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 but actually you don't get that and his comments about darius and the orchard are actually diminished by the fact that Lucretia basically says you learned about that because you've done this before instead of wait you were an experiment you were one of the orchard's experiments or you worked with my father or anything like that that would have put 
him being in the sphere of what the orchard has been doing. Except then we have his little pal, the glowing blob of something or other, which, you know, doesn't, it's, it, it seems to be the catalyst for him getting out of the jail cell. That would imply that it may be, you know, I, for a second there, I thought that was going to be Eccleston. You know, it, it could, uh, who knows? But because none of it goes anywhere uh, and it's not tied up. And I'm not saying that everything always has to be tied up, but now that we have passed the point where we've gotten the explanation that all these things are tied up, they shouldn't fail to go there because it's knowledge of all the characters on the Transutopian. They all know about the Divinity Cluster. They all know what it's doing in in general abstract terms about parallel dimensions. And, and So when you encounter a guy that seems to be parallel dimensioning somehow, it would immediately come to their mind, is this part of that 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 would make sense for in the in the characters not just in in the way the story is so the fact that they didn't again felt like i i just don't i I don't know what they're trying to accomplish with this uh other than just you know kill an hour and and make me watch the same thing over and over again (laughs) not as badly as last time i'll say that but you know okay and here's a point here's a question um from later in the episode, when Percy blow right after right as um, right before Percy right as Percy has escaped from her bubble universe tulip mm-hmm. to go to the one where Dante is, mm-hmm. right, and uh, she had set that bu- her bubble universe tulip to blow up and I uh, suppose and apparently to take that version of five with it. Mm-hmm. I noticed that special effect with um, a character shifting from one bubble universe to the other. So was the five who immediately stalked um, Percy and Dante on the other tulip, the same one who had been chasing her around on the one that just blew up? No way to tell. And, and no, and, and it doesn't matter anyway. And he asked, and then his question at the end was something like, where did we leave off? indicates it may be the same one again it doesn't it doesn't really it since it doesn't pay off in any way shape or form like we don't have two of them um standing on the ship um and we just blow them up again um it it kind of you know if it's if it's meant to raise that question it might or might not but it it doesn't have a it doesn't have an answer I mean, I don't mm. think you'll ever get an answer out of no, that. No, no. Um, and I noticed that little feck because it wasn't there when Percy when Percy blew up the second tulip. That, hmm, I put that down to inconsistent special effects, but yeah, I don't know. And then know. when then when Percy blew after Percy blew up the second tulip, and she, Dante, and Luke were on the same tulip. Five, that version of five was in the brig, it's, which. Was the original? <laughs> yes, exactly. I guess the original, the one we were following in the previous episode. Yeah, I mean, does it? Does it, I? I watched. Um, uh, I'm going to confess to confess to a horrible, horrible crime yesterday. I watched oh. the nude bomb. Oh, um, the um, um, the get smart reunion movie. Uh huh. 
the return of Maxwell Smart, aka yeah. Nude Bomb, May, May 9th, 1980. I was there, premiere day, when that film came out. That was the last time I watched that film until yesterday. Which, oddly enough, I was about 15 and a half when that film came out. Oh. And my son, who got to watch it for the first time yesterday, is 15 and a half. Oh, so okay. it's, sort of a, it's sort of a rite of passage. But anyway, yes. um, where I'm going with this... <laughs> There is a point. Was the not. movie any better this time than it was the last time? No. Okay. Um, it, it it is. Um, although understanding the context of having how it was created and why it was created, it makes it doesn't make sense. But it's still it's not better. It's funny. My son and and he and I watch Get Smart every night. Okay. We watch an episode of Get Smart at dinner every night. That's good. And um, I I forced him to watch this because I just got the Blu-ray and and um, and we're sitting there and he's like. It's the same jokes. He's like, it's just not right. It just isn't. It just isn't. It isn't right. It's not funny without the laugh track. <laughs> no. I thought, wow, that's quite, quite well aware of him. I it didn't. That didn't register with me. I mean, the jokes fell flat, even though they were the same old jokes you always hear. You know, but anyway, but <laughs> we diverge a little bit there. At the end of that film, Maxwell Smart and the bad guy are passing through a cloning machine, an instant cloning machine, okay? All right. And by the end of this fight, there's about 30 of them, good guys, bad guys. They're having a choreographed fight, you know, dance number, whatever you want to call it. And then suddenly one of the bad guys gets a machine gun and guns down all of them, all the Smarts. All the other versions of himself, he kills them all. Except it turns out one, Maxwell Smart, who then gets up, defeats the villain. Sorry, I gave away the ending there. Okay. But, but you, you, but my point is, is that there were twenty nine actual human Maxwell Smarts who were murdered in the course of that episode, and one of them, and we have no way of knowing if he's the original or not, survived. Right. This calls to mind this episode in a way to me. It's like, are we really back in the original universe? Does it matter if we're back in the original universe? Uh, did you know? Are there other universes where they did kill Dante and they did kill Percy? And and do we care? And and do you know when when you play with reality like that, which is kind of what they're doing with Maxwell Smart, giving him thirty versions of him, and now we've killed all of them. Does it matter that it's a different one? or not and and it's the same as true with these universes does it matter if we're back in the universe that we were originally in or are we going to find out next week that you know suddenly stoplights are all green and 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 go lights are red uh, in this in this new universe that they find themselves in and are these even the same percy dante and lucretia that we started the episode with we don't know. No. They, they've, they've messed with reality so much here that when you come out the other end of it, it, it it's kind of, <laughs> I don't know. It, it just, it's unsatisfying in that way. It's like, I mean, if there's an infinite number of them, then I guess it doesn't really matter, does it? <laughs> no, but wherever we are, we are back in, at the end of the, um, by, by the time of the next episode, we're in a universe that has Rudolfo in it. Oh, <sighs> well... <laughs> Like, there you go. So I can tell you that much. I'd say, I think oh, that was, 
Also on my notes, I have here that, um, say, Five's background, we, we never get his original name. We just get Five for a name. But he was a former mechanic, and there isn't, wasn't much in his dossier. Mm-hmm. So uh, somebody did something to him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, nothing that says a mechanic can't go crazy and kill people. No, but it turns all this universe hopping somehow. And he did mention Darius in the orchard, so somebody did something to him. Unless he got that all information from torturing Lucretia in another reality, because we don't know. And I don't know, you know, mechanic? That To me, mechanic sounds like a guy who fixes shuttles, not not an engineer. No. So, yeah. you know, that, that he seemed more like a, uh, I thought of him as a laborer. What is the, what is the significance of his here kitty kitty remarks? I think of his men as many as, as nutty as a, as a fruitcake. See, is that, there's that danger when you write a character so nutty that you can't get in their heads at all. No. You know, I think, I think probably you could kind of. Let's draw. Let's draw a parallel. You want to see nutty character? Look at Silence of the Lambs, right? But yeah. part of that is because Hopkins can. You can kind of. You can kind of get the logic there. I hate to say that, but yeah, it makes sense. I, I mean, he's he's nuts, but he's sort of relatable nuts. This guy is just barking mad. <laughs> hey, they're, out, they're out there. This is like Black Adder, uh, what is it, Black Adder the Third at the end when he's there with King George and he's like, I remember Penguin, and he's just, he's just driveling nuts and, and nonsensical. So it's hard, to, it's hard to have any feelings. I've got no sympathy for him. I've got no uh, empathy. I've got no understanding of what he's trying to accomplish. Um, the, the, the whole stuff about oh you know he wants to sound like an artist who paints with pain is what he comes off as and he's trying to return all the pain and evil to the universe it deserves yeah i'm thinking that the universe is is not devoid of enough of that already no yeah uh, yeah got it yeah and i do have one final point um with the question tied into it uh what do we what do we think uh well what do you think about Dante's decision to break the law and destroy that lab? I think I have no problem with it. Let's put it that way. I don't have any problem with that. It's surprisingly far-sighted for Dante, but um, I would, if we wanted to try to draw forward a little bit, yes, extrapolate forward. It's that kind of attitude that could lead me to think that Dante would, if he could, destroy the Divinity Cluster, destroy the Orchard for the good of many, which is what he's doing here. He's saving other people from this disaster. And so, you know, it's not, this is not next generation putting some cones out around the planet and telling him not to, you know, don't go here. This is... It's a navigational hazard. It's a danger to anyone who comes here. I'll destroy it. But I could see him applying that same logic to what's going on with the Divinity Cluster going forward. But we'll see. Or not, as the case may be. But um, We have four episodes left in the season. So I thought it was interesting that, that Caravaggio has an ethical program that would prevent him from doing that. 
What, what ethics is it actually that's stopping him from doing that? Is it because he's breaking the law? Uh, it, sounds, it sounds like good old-fashioned conventional morals, yes. Well, but no, my, my, my point being is that the, the, the lab is a danger. The lab is seriously dangerous. So Dante is doing the right thing. He is. He is, he is destroying the lab. And Caravaggio says, well, breaking the law is against my ethical program. Well, ethics and law don't necessarily no, go hand but, in hand. No, but, if, so, if, but if you remember your introductory psychology with the varieties of morals and morality, there is that conventional stage, which is obey the law. Obeying the law is right. Disobeying the law is wrong. That is conventional sense of having morals. Well, I, and, I went to engineering college, so and, we didn't do anything with and, and then, and then <laughs> we there, then, and then there are higher stages of 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 of, of morals, including post conventional, which says you break the law sometimes because it's for the higher good. And the fact that Percy just says, "Okay, turn off the program." Okay. Yeah. Now blow it up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is that is that her hacking or is that her command codes? Like that, her, does that make sense? Does that question like, make any sense? Sounds like her command codes. I didn't see her hacking anything. Well, I mean, she could have hacked it already yeah. to have that capability. So in other words, she's she's already subverted the ethical program so she can turn it off when she wants well, she's to. She's already subverted it so that um, Caravaggio would lie to the serial killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's, you know, I could see, um, well, let's put it this way. I, I know from from personal experience of dealing with computer people, being one myself and having dealt with them and dealt with them in corporate environments, there are times, there have been times, I have witnessed people circumventing the protections in place to snoop on other people, such as reading their email or or doing things that and and I have seen them do things where they had to lay the groundwork in the systems so that they were allowed oh, okay. they could do that at will which is what I feel like Percy has done here is that she probably wants to find out what's going on in maximum privacy mode <laughs> in other people's rooms and so she has she has tampered with Caravaggio to the point where she can turn off the safety the safeties and do what she wants is what I get from that. It but, could be. And she strikes me as the type that would do that because she does not seem to recognize any logical boundaries. So she'd hate it. In fact, she did hate it when somebody did the exact same thing to her and broadcast that stuff of her primping for meeting the boy. So, yeah. yeah. But I could totally see her doing it to somebody else, too. All right. I think we may have covered this episode. I think it's covered, yes. Um, we got four episodes left, is that right? Four. We're at 18, yes. so there's four left. The next one is a one-parter. It, it's a one-parter the... that flows logically from um, from storylines we have already seen, not in this episode, the one before it. Um, the title is Bad Girls. Bad girls. And then there yes. is the three-part um, finale. And the three-part finale. That sounds like an endurance test. Um, three-part anything is an endurance test. Don't get me wrong there. That's, okay. not, yeah. that's not just me sticking a knife in Star Hunter Redux. That is me sticking my knife in anybody that has the 
tenacity to try a three part finale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess episode twenty is bad seed, episode twenty one is Travis, and episode twenty two is resurrection. Hmm. Alright, well gotta thank you for joining me. My pleasure. And listeners, I do hope you'll join us all again next time on Fusion Patrol. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. There are over 500 previous episodes available at FusionPatrol.com. Come join the conversation on Twitter, our website, or Facebook. Find out how you can become a supporter at Patreon.com slash Fusion Patrol. Supporters get early access to all regular episodes, bonus episodes, and more. There's even an optional podcast series where we're looking at the classic TV series, Babylon 5. Our music is Fight the Future by Amber Wolf. This has been a Lone Locust production. Next week on Fusion Patrol, we'll be looking at the 1960s Peter Cushing film, Doctor Who and the Daleks. Later this week, for our Anla Shock level patrons, we'll be featuring the Babylon 5 episode, Believers. When we discuss where intransigent religious beliefs conflict with good medicine, the consequences of violating patient autonomy, and how Ivanova is a hell of a pilot. Come join the conversations. <laughs>